Percy, how often would you guess that there are life lessons learned from a cancer journey? Wayne, I would conservatively say 90%. If I had a dollar for every time a cancer patient told me their life lesson learned from their experience, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> Let's talk more about this today, and we're going to hear from somebody who's got a lot to say, who's been there and done this a couple of times. Yeah, a very successful Christian television executive who talks about his life and lessons learned after being a cancer patient three times. Mm-hmm. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And I invite you now to join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor P., Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. Percy, you have a conversation coming up on the program today that you loved having, didn't you? I absolutely did. I respect highly this individual. His credentials and his background are impeccable and they they speak for themselves. But his down-to-earth candidness around uh, his walk and his journey through three different types of cancer and the pearls of wisdom Uh, that he was able to share, I thought was so meaningful. I have nothing but love and respect for this man. You're talking about Jerry Rose, who, if you watch Christian television, you've probably seen Jerry on television. Mm -hmm. He is a a longtime television host and executive, and we love him and grateful to have him on the program here today. Mm -hmm. We'll get started with that conversation with Jerry here in just a few moments. But as we begin today, you would like to ask listeners a question. What would you like to know? I absolutely would. As often and as we do every week, we try to engage uh, you, our audience, and we want feedback from you. And so our question for today that we would kindly ask you to respond to is this. What life lessons did you learn during or after a cancer journey? What life lessons did you learn during or after a cancer journey? Feel free to respond and go to our website. Uh, look at the top header of the connect button and then click that. And then you can drop your answer right there and that'll come to us. And uh, I'll read those and possibly and potentially we'll be able to share some of those responses at a later date and a later time on another show. Well, I would like to share one response right now to a recent well, question. Please do so. My uh, friend. The, the, I'm going to tell you what the question is, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, first of all, this comes from Gulfport, Mississippi, which mm. brings a smile to your face because mm. because some of the best fresh seafood in the world <laughs> is caught and sold there. You will never have a bad meal in Gulfport, Mississippi. I promise you. <laughs> you know, it is getting to be lunchtime here. You're making me hungry. <laughs> right. Hey, go get some seafood. All friend. right. Uh, here's the question we asked. Did your cancer journey inspire you to somehow get involved with a worthy cause of helping others? And what was it? And here's a great response. One of the biggest life lessons for me after my cancer experience, this listener says from Gulfport, was realizing how selfish I had lived my life and how much I took for granted in life. My cancer journey threatened to take my life and almost did. With a lot of help, support, and love from many, I finally turned the corner of recovery, and when I did, I vowed that I would pay it forward and give back somehow. So I started my own not-for-profit foundation that supports people with cancer in my local community with resources and support. My life is much richer and gratifying as a result. I'm a better human being and a better global citizen today because of cancer. Wow. 
Wow. And listen. That's stunning to me, isn't it? It's it's but for me, Wayne, it's indicative of many stories that are similar or akin to this that I've heard. Because cancer changes you. It it is impossible to walk away from an experience of cancer and not at least consider uh, life differently and who you are differently uh, and et cetera. So with that being said, uh, I'm grateful for the honesty of this. And but, but I've seen this and heard this so many times. Yeah. So thank you from Gulfport, Mississippi, for sure, for that answer. Yeah. Now, just before you bring that conversation with Jerry to us, uh, I see the uh, scripture you have in mind here. And I want to challenge all of us, myself included, that as you read this scripture, we need to hear it anew. This is so familiar to us that maybe we just sort of skip over what it's really saying to us today. So would you share 1 Corinthians 13 with us? Absolutely. And I appreciate uh, the way that you frame that because that's absolutely true. And that's the reason why I picked this scripture. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse 11. And after you hear the interview today, it'll make sense. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Well, we can say that before I had cancer, I spoke differently Hmm. before having cancer. Mm -hmm. I thought differently. I may have reacted to life differently. But when I became a man or when I got past that phase or that stage of cancer, I put away childish things. In other words, there were things in my life that shifted, changed. I made some recommitments to this scripture is going to help really lay the foundation for the great pearls of wisdom that the one and only Jerry Rose gives us in today's interview. Stay tuned for that. Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer questions? With Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question and answer tool. It empowers users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. You can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Well, hey, 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 it's me. I'm back with another compelling conversation. And we're going to talk to someone that I've spoken to before here on this platform. It's been several years since we've last had a conversation uh, with someone who I consider to be a friend and and someone who is... uh, just wisdom of years of experience uh, in the field of broadcasting, but also a cancer patient, and that is uh, Jerry Rose. He is the chairman of the board of Total Living Network, a multimedia ministry with cable channels in California and Illinois, uh, with programming also in Eastern Europe. He has served on the executive committee for the National Religious Broadcasting Convention, which is where we are right now. We're talking right on the floor (laughs) for over 25 years and has served as its president for three years. Uh, He has been in Christian broadcasting uh, for over four decades, but in uh, broadcasting in general for over five decades. And uh, he also is a two-time colon and one-time prostate cancer survivor. 
uh, who treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and that's where my relationship began with him. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, my friend. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. It's good to be back with you. Yeah, you you look great. You well, really you. do. You thank look you. great. But but so do you. I well, mean, you, you always do. You always look uh, <laughs> like you're ready to go. <laughs> I am. I am. It's uh, it's just kind of who I am and what I do, and uh, it's so good. I'm glad that we bumped into each other, and I love coming to NRB because you get to connect with people that you know you may not see on a regular basis, and then you just kind of uh, strike up a uh, conversation and, and get to catch up on some things. And so well, I'm glad we bumped into each other. This year's a special year because we've gone through, obviously, with the pandemic yeah. and with other uh, other situations with the NRB. We've been through a couple of very tough years. Yeah. Uh, and this year uh, is the restoration year. Mm. Uh, we have over 3,000 people here at ah, the convention. Which is great. Uh, the exhibit floor is full. Mm. There's more energy than mm. I have experienced in this convention <laughs> in a long time. And that's positive. I mean, that really feels good. It feels good to be here, and I'm with you. I have a lot of friends that I've known over the years. So this is sort of every year's reunion. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it, it helps to have a relationship, and we have we generally have a, a genuinely have a relationship. I drop your name all the time. I was like, listen, I know Jerry Rose. Like, oh, Jerry, oh, yeah. So uh, it's good to be able to catch up with folks, and certainly it was good to see you. And on that note, uh, let's get an update since we've last talked on this platform. And uh, how are you doing? How are things in your world? And how is your health since we've last talked about five years ago? Uh, my health is, uh, is very good. In fact, uh, I was with my cardiologist not long ago and t- took, uh, you know, the, the usual kind of test. Yeah. He said, you're in great shape. Uh, my urologist uh, also, which is obviously one that I'm always concerned about. Yeah. Uh, said that uh, I'm doing great. In fact, in fact, he was very enthusiastic. Uh, but you know, you, you mentioned uh, that we met uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Yeah. Um, and that was a that was an an incredible connection mm. because I had just been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had explained it to my family. Uh, every one had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. But the first thing I did is call Bob Mayo, yeah. who was executive vice president at that time yeah. at Cancer Treatment Centers, because I had interviewed mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Stevens at one point and uh, was very impressed. And first people I called and said, look, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I need your help. Yeah. And uh, then when I started, one of the things that that someone who has been diagnosed with cancer yeah. uh, needs is support and encouragement mm-hmm. that you're going to make it through it, yeah. you know, that, that it's going to be a battle, but you're going to make it through it. And one of the things about cancer treatment centers that was incredible was that you were there yeah, and you represented uh, a different perspective than what you get at most hospitals. Mm-hmm. And that is you represented the spiritual aspect. Yeah. Um, and the enthusiasm that you had at the time uh, was an immediate connection, and it helped it helped me as well as a lot of other people uh, to feel that hey, you know, this is a battle I can get through, and and I'm going to make it. And um, it was out of that then that uh, our relationship formed, yeah, and continues today. Yeah, it was it was a serendipitous moment for sure. I remember it was you and Shirley. You guys were um, you know were in the facility. And from there, you know, and I want to make sure and I want to acknowledge and thank both of you. 
Uh, you've had me on your platform, on your show, I think two or three separate occasions. Uh, then you also, both you and Shirley, were gracious enough to come out and and be some uh, guest speakers for a huge event that I hosted for pastors and leaders across the United States who came uh, to the environment to talk about how to build cancer care ministries. And you guys gave the perspective of how to use media and how to leverage media. And as we were sharing before we started recording, I remember when you made uh, the declaration that was about 15 or 16 years ago. You said there's coming a day and I want to encourage you as spiritual leaders that you're going to be able to broadcast basically almost anywhere instantaneously. You said there's coming a time that you will not need a gatekeeper. You won't need a whole lot of equipment that you'll be able to set up shop and almost virtually broadcast from anywhere. Here we are today, literally, as I am doing uh, mobile with a little small unit, a microphone and headsets, and we're talking on the floor at NRB. And everyone today now has a podcast or is doing something on Facebook. You basically predicted and talked to us about that many years ago. Well, it was obvious at, at the time, the, the more research I did on it, that uh, everything was changing. Mm. And it was at the same time that we made the decision that we were not only broadcasters, that we were communicators, yeah. that we were communicating the gospel, and that we were going to use whatever means we had to do it. Well, today, TLN is still broadcast. We're cable. Mm -hmm. uh, we're Roku. We're YouTube. Yeah. And as a result, we're an international ministry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I walk around the floor here at the NRB, yeah. and it, it's amazing. You know, I, I just did an interview a few minutes ago, just a short interview, with a guy who had a cell phone, uh, a ring light, and a mic plugged into it, and we're doing television. Yeah, there we're you go. And, and he's he, he's live <laughs> on on Facebook, and so the opportunities today to present the gospel are absolutely remarkable. Yeah, uh, absolutely remarkable. The only issue we have, and the one that's being discussed here, are there are gatekeepers, and a lot of those gatekeepers today in social media, the way we get to the audience mm -hmm. uh, are pretty anti-Christian. And so, you know, as, as an organization, as an association, the NRB is is uh, is confronting that issue yeah. because it's a big one. Well, it, it's a privilege to be here at NRB. And I remember when I was introduced here about seven years ago and I've attempted to come every year. And you said the last couple of years have been kind of tough for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but you're right. We're here. I've learned so much. I've met so many wonderful people and I've been connected to that world in a way that has opened me up uh, that I, I could never have imagined, you know, back 26 years ago when I started in healthcare ministry. And so here we are uh, having that conversation. That being said, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, because you have so much wisdom and insight. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you as we segue and transition as a cancer survivor, now many years, what, 15, 16 years now, as a cancer survivor now, many years, do you ever think about cancer and what are your reflections today? Well, in answer to your first question, <clears throat> of course, uh, I've had cancer twice, uh, actually three times. Yeah. I had colon cancer and I had surgery three months later, they found more. Mm. I had to have another surgery, so uh, I, I ended up losing about 28 inches of colon. Yeah. So I, I consider myself today a semicolon. Yes. <laughs> I use that line everywhere I go now. I use that. Yeah. I am definitely a semicolon. Yes. Uh, and then a few years later, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. So I've, I've been through this. 
And I I know the feeling you have when you hear it. Yeah. And I, I remember the first time that I heard that when I had colon cancer. Um, I I was I was paralyzed mm. with anxiety. Yeah. And it was my wife, you know Shirley. Oh, uh, love her. It was my wife who looked at me and said, uh, Jerry, the thing we have feared the most coming into our home is cancer. Mm. It's here. It's here. And you know what? I'm not afraid of it. Mm. God can help us through this just yeah. like he has helped us through everything else. Um, and that helped me. That gave me strength okay. and it gave me courage to be able to confront it. Yeah. Um, and then when when the diagnosis of uh, prostate cancer came along, mm-hmm. uh, you know, though I had dealt with it, still there was there was that feeling of having to reach back for something. Yeah. More than things I had depended on, uh, career, friends, and all of that. Yeah. When these things happen, when you're diagnosed with something that that could it questions your mortality. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, you have to dig down. You got to find something right. that that's solid enough. Yep. And it was my relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know that I had to dig down past all of the things, the the, uh, the finances and all of that. Yep. And dig down to what is it that will will su- sustain the weight of eternity. And I think you used the term when I first heard you say this: the bedrock. The bedrock. I wrote a book. Yes. In my book, it was three concepts. Yep. And, and finding a bedrock. Yep. Uh, of what I could depend on. And that's where it was. It was my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. So as I think about, you ask me if I think about cancer, of course I think about cancer. Yeah. Every time I go in for a checkup, yeah. there's this feeling. It is. Uh, you know, you have this bit of anxiety yep. of what is the doctor going to say and you kind of look at his face yeah when you first go in to see whether you're trying to read the tea leaves <laughs> <laughs> you feel is he going to be optimistic yep. is he going to give me some bad news yep. uh but underneath all of that still is that bedrock that regardless of what happens mm. I, I have settled the issue of eternal life wow and that's that's the biggie uh I heard uh, Pastor Jeffries the other night Mm -hmm. uh, say something that I I believe strongly. He said there is a tremendous difference in the concept of happiness and joy. Absolutely. He said joy, and and, and this is not a quote, but it's a paraphrase of what he said. Mm -hmm. Happiness is an incident. Happiness is a thing that happens and it makes you happy. Yep. Uh, you know, you get a gift, you're happy, yeah. you feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, that's not sustaining. You get, you, you get a new car, you're happy, right. you know, right. until, it, until it's no longer new. Right. Uh, he said, joy is a relationship with Christ that you know no matter what happens, mm-hmm. no matter the circumstances, uh, you still have that relationship and you still have eternal life. Yeah, it's conditional and it's circumstantial. It's, it's, it's but con- joy is yeah, a it, gift of the it's, Spirit. It's on the, it's on the condition. You have accepted Christ. Yes. You have settled the issue of eternal life. And even at death, you step from one life into another. That's tremendous. I mean, when you think about it, that, is. That, it is. that is tremendous. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I think about cancer, but it doesn't dominate my life. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't try to structure my life okay. around, does that make sense? I don't try to structure my life around yeah. cancer. Yeah. Uh, it happened. It could happen again. Sure. Uh, but regardless, I have a life and you know what? I really feel that through cancer treatment centers, hmm. my life was saved. Wow. 
they did a tremendous, tremendous job. And I, I, I had and continue to have absolute confidence in Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And when I was going through the treatment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would, I would hear people on the elevator talking about the support mm. and, and the staff and how they felt about the staff and the difference. Yeah. And I experienced all that difference. So, but, but they helped save my life. And so for 15 years now, all of the productivity mm. that I have been able to have in my life, I attribute uh, a portion of that uh, to cancer treatment centers because they cared, because they knew how to take care of me, mm-hmm. and they worked me through it, and I'm still standing, and the doctor says that I'm in good shape. Yeah, you look fantastic. And you know, my wife just shared with me the other day, uh, because uh, at the time of this recording, uh, May of this year will be my 26th year at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And she said, have you really stopped to think about the number of people that you've had the opportunity and exactly what you've just described? Because, you know, you're, you're so busy just supporting, you don't think about oh, yeah. how many people that has been in that length of time. You know, a Jerry Rose and others that I've had the opportunity to physically and literally pray for and pray with and support. I remember when uh, Walter Payton was at our facility and I had an opportunity oh, yeah. to meet him there. Uh, and it's mind boggling. And and so let me say graciously, Jerry, uh, what that means to me personally, uh, to be able to say, I know that man, I was there with him. I, I helped him, I provided support with him. And so to hear that, that means the world to me and certainly to our organization. So thank you so much for that, for that gracious, uh, uh, applause that you gave us with regard to the work that we do. At you know, I had, uh, I had I had 42 radiations mm. uh, over, I was off on the weekends, yeah. but uh, every day I was yeah. back and forth. You would drive up. Yeah, and we were, we were over an hour. Yeah, Naperville. From, yeah, Naperville from, so, you know, Shirley would drive me every morning, mm. uh, and uh, they said, you're going to be very, you know, the radiation is yeah. going to be exhausted, yeah. so you'll need to rest every day. So we had a plan. I slept on the way up there, yep. and I slept on the way back, and then I went to work. And you worked. And, and continued that through uh, all of the treatment. Amazing. And, uh, but the big thing, every time I went up there, uh, when I went into radiation, uh, the friendliness, the smiles, yeah. just the attitude yeah. of the people. It was medicine can be very, very impersonal. Mm. And I had experienced some very, though I had good doctors, yep. I had experienced some pretty impersonal. Uh, but it was personal. Uh, it, it was a sense that people really cared. Yeah. And I, I've sensed that with, you know, I, I would be waiting for treatment and there would be other people there, mm. you know, that and we would all be sitting there together <laughs> waiting for some kind of treatment. Right. Uh, but. The staff uh, never, it never sensed to me that they were hurried, that mm. they were so busy that they didn't have time to care for you, sure. to think about you. Sure. And in medicine, that makes an incredible difference. Yeah. So, well, the experience and the environment is, is a game changer. We've had people to tell us that, and it matters at the end of the day. It absolutely does. Well, I'm not a PR guy. I'm, you know, I'm not on the paid staff of PR guy. No. For, no. But I could be. <laughs> well, and, I mean, we, because, and I appreciate it. No, I, I'm, I'm joking, but what I'm saying is uh, it's true, and it's coming from somebody yeah. who actually went through the experience, and, and uh, I sense it. And it... I think that today, if medicine was more that way, sure, 
And, you know, my wife went through a situation with a broken neck. Yep. Uh, and she never should have survived it. Mm. Or she should be paralyzed. Okay. But thank God she wasn't. Yeah. But she's gone to a couple of doctors that she's, she's walked away frustrated because the impersonal sense yeah uh and it's just you're you're just you're a patient mm. you're not a person right uh and that's one of the things that i i think made a big difference with with well, both shirley and i well fantastic um what did cancer teach you about yourself or people or your relationship with god any of those what did well, it teach you it it taught me that i i do need to consider my mortality it it taught me that you know that that I am not indestructible. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, you're a Texan. I'm a Texan. You know, Texans yeah. are tough guys. Yeah, a Texan. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> on, tough. On yeah, the horse and ranches and <laughs> guns and you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've done all that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it it taught me that uh, my relationship with Christ, and I, you know, I I'm. Uh, I still have some of the same struggles that everyone else has. Absolutely. But it's taught me that uh, life is not permanent mm. and that eternity is a long time. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing it's taught me, and I had to deal with it when I had cancer, is do I really believe this? Cool. You know, do I really believe this? Because now I'm, now, you know, I'm dealing with something that is very serious here. Yeah. And I could be facing whatever it is out there. So, yeah, yeah. do I really believe this? Yeah. And do I really believe that through Christ I have eternal life? You know, I've often told people and I've asked people when I've preached and done seminars, I've challenged people and I've said, and I've challenged myself, what do you really believe and why do you really and believe, why do you believe it? it? And why do you believe it? Yeah. Because cancer does put you in a place well, that becomes the only thing that becomes the real thing that you've got to get to the bottom line or to the bedrock yeah. of what you believe. I believe that. And I have found out that it's real yep. uh, in some different ways yeah. because I've had to deal, I've had to deal with, I may be, I may be facing yep. this, so what do I believe in it? Do I believe Christ is real? Mm. And I can tell you I believe Christ is real. That's I believe awesome. that he is a risen Savior and that through him I have eternal life. And uh, yeah. that's very, very important, especially today. Yeah, it is, oh, particularly today. What would you do differently, Jerry, today, differently today, if you were diagnosed today with cancer that you didn't do previously? I know what I would do before. I would uh, take better care of myself. Okay. I would eat less red meat. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, I, I grew up on Texas diets, oh. uh, you know, southern food. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of fried foods, mm. and that's not best for you. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, you know, my life now is on a more low-sugar diet, uh, low-carb, yep. lower carbs, yep. and I'm not perfect on it because I don't have that kind of will. Yeah, but, uh, that's you know, that's my goal, and I'm working hard to try to, to, to try to do that. Yeah, I think after the diagnosis, um, that that's a very good question because it there were some pretty radical changes in my life sure. that came as a result of the cancer. But I think, and, and I think one of the things, Percy, that it's done is put my wife and I closer together. Mm. Uh, okay. Because when I went through, in, in, both, in both situations with cancer, the rock was my wife. Yeah. 
uh, when I had prostate cancer, uh, every day, every day she drove me. Mm. Every time I got discouraged, yeah. every time I was hurting. And through that, through all of that, there was, you know, all of the, the radiation and everything, there was pain. I mean, there was, yes, sir. you know, it, it was not a necessarily easy road. Yeah. She was there. And it yeah. helped me to understand how important that relationship was. Yes, sir. Because, you know, I've, I've always been uh, a, a bit of a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Uh, yeah, you're driven. Yeah, yeah. And driven and with a passion for what I do. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it brought us closer together. Um, and I think that was another important, uh, important factor of it. Praise God. Well, you know, Jerry, uh, and, and I've met Shirley, and I've spent time with Shirley. Shirley is as tough as they come. She is there. Uh, I love her energy and her spirit, so that makes, I could certainly see that. And uh, as I've often said, there are no successful cancer patients that I know that did not have someone standing by their Some side kind of support. as a caregiver that yeah. was right there working with them, and in some cases carrying well, that individual. And, and you know, Percy, one of the things that, that really I, is hard for me to grasp is that during the last two years, when someone uh, had COVID, they were isolated. Yep. I cannot imagine yep. that isolation. I cannot imagine yeah. being in the hospital uh, even close to death, yeah. and no one being able to walk into that room and yeah. hold your hand that is correct. for you. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that is, it's, it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because that kind of isolation oh. is, is awful. Absolutely, and I can't imagine what that would have been like if I had been in that situation. Well, what's interesting about that? There are some data and some research. Not only that. But the fact that so many people actually stopped going even to see their doctors oh, yeah. and and the cancer incident numbers had increased because people weren't doing diagnostic work. And so it had such a ripple effect across the board. But the isolation component is a real dynamic that I think we still have yet to understand, I think, the overall repercussions of that. Well, I, I think that the repercussions are not going to be good. I think what we're going to see is that there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of long-term consequences. I agree. I agree. Well, I appreciate you taking time out to, to, to kind of uh, spend some time with us and spend with the audience. And again, um, I always glean so much from you, Jerry. You teach me so much. You've uh, you've been a huge inspiration and motivation for me on, on so many levels. And now that I'm into the kind of the broadcasting element of this, I've, I've learned a lot from you and you've been a great support to me. In our closing moments here, um, well, you're a natural, by the oh, way. Oh, I appreciate you're, that. You're a natural on the air. It sounds well, you sound like you've done this all of your life. In 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 working and and spending time with you, Wayne Shepherd, who is my oh, co-host. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been around some polished professionals, and I and I'm proud to say that for sure. Um, what would you say, one or two things, to someone who's listening, who's just initially being diagnosed with cancer? What gem, what word of wisdom, what word of encouragement would you give to someone who's just entering into this dynamic of being told you have cancer now that you've been through this three times? I think the first thing I would say is uh, look up. Mm. Look up. Uh, don't, don't let it overcome you. Okay. Put it in perspective uh, that... 
no, I think the first thing I would say is really check check your spiritual condition. Okay. Find a bedrock. Because when you're first diagnosed, I can tell you, you're going to start looking for something that's solid. Mm. You're going to start looking to say, you know, you, you may not have even thought about uh, eternity, about the future, you know, any of that. But now all of a sudden, you got to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and so deal with that issue first, mm. because I have found that knowing Jesus Christ and having that bedrock, yeah. as I said at the beginning of the program, when I started digging down past all of the things that had felt like a sense of security, yes. me, none of those things, none of them mm. withstood okay. because I was alone in that mm. one. So it was a matter of what about my eternity? What about beyond this life. Okay. That was Jesus Christ. Got it. And so from that point then, uh, look up. Because there is hope. Um, and regardless of what happens, even if I had gotten the worst diagnosis okay. and the worst prognostic mm. uh, counsel, yeah. uh, I still had hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing is really deal with the spiritual issue. Okay. Deal with what you're doing about eternity. Mm. The second thing then is realize that there is hope and that you can you can trust God through this and that that you can make it because so often we think a cancer diagnose diagnosis as a death sentence that is correct uh, it is not yeah uh, it is not and I'm 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 living proof of that. I'm still standing, and I just turned 80 years old. Yeah, so. And you look you look spectacular, my friend. Thank you for taking time and spending some time with me. Thank you for investment in in my ministry, and actually being a partner when I've been able to call upon you. You've like whatever you need, Percy. Let me know. You've always responded, and I am grateful for your ministry, for your life, and for your friendship continue good health to you. Please give my best regards to Shirley Teller. I love her. I miss her. And uh, we'll continue to keep chopping some wood, my friend. Good. And <laughs> thank you. I've really enjoyed this. And I deeply appreciate your friendship. And I deeply appreciate the impact that you and the Cancer Treatment Centers of America had had on my life and my family's life personally. So I appreciate the friendship. Thank you for having me on. This yeah. has been fun. Today, you have heard from the one and only Jerry Rose, chairman of the Board of Total Living Network, a multimedia ministry with cable channels in California, Illinois, uh, programming in Eastern Europe. He has served on the executive committee for NRB, which is where we are right now, 25 years. He has served as their president for three years, uh, and he is a two-time colon cancer and a one-time prostate cancer survivor today. Uh, sharing pearls of wisdom, and we thank him uh, for his time. God bless you, my friend, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you, Percy. All right, until the next time, this is Reverend Percy McRae, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And Percy will rejoin us in the studio in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. The number again, 866-712-4673.
Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses patient-centered approaches and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our inspiring guest today was Jerry Rose, and uh, I've known Jerry for a number of years, but you two really hit it off, don't you, Percy? Well, Jerry, as you often say, is another gift to me as a result of the work that I do. Uh, the people that I've had the opportunity to meet by authentically and genuinely being Percy McRae or Pastor P uh, or the, you know, the, the cancer pastor, Jerry is an example of a friendship and a relationship that developed as a result of supporting a cancer patient in a cancer environment. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, how did I know or would I ever know that he was the Jerry Rose, you know, a man <laughs> of class, sophistication, yeah. uh, refinement, and just tremendous uh, credibility within uh, the Christian, you know, TV space who opened up uh, himself to me, brought me onto his show. Did you know that he is an incredible horseman? And so I also have learned over the years, uh, and we talked to think I think we talked about it a little bit that you know uh, he's a he's a Texan, and so uh, he has raised uh, and bought horses and have ridden horses, and we talked about this off air that he's no longer uh, competing with shooting and riding horses any longer, uh, just because I think he said he broke his leg and he's gotten a little bit older and he's being mindful of that. But yeah, he has a tremendous background in that arena. Uh, but he's just such a, a wealth of knowledge and, and and a source of of information, and he's willing to share that. You know, there's nothing pretentious about Jerry. You no. would never sense what he has accomplished and what he's done over 50 years, and yet he'll sit down and talk to you like you're his best friend in the world, <laughs> and he's entreated me as such. And uh, we had a wonderful time together in RB, for sure. Yeah. So glad to have heard from Jerry here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. You know, earlier in the podcast, we read that response from a listener who talked about how their life was turned around, their attitude was turned around about serving others because of their cancer journey. Uh, mm-hmm. The free resource we're offering this week is Better Because of Cancer. Mm. Uh, I love that title because that happens many, many times. You, you know that well. Absolutely. It's the reason why I wrote it, because at the end of the day, what I have learned. So for people who are outside of the cancer space, that sounds foreign to them. And, and, and unless they've been involved with someone who has walked a path in a journey of cancer, it may not necessarily register with them. But because I've had so much time with cancer patients, I know firsthand how though cancer may not have been something that people would have wished for, how they've become better people, better believers, better husbands. Uh, Jerry actually talked about that a little bit with regard to his relationship with his with his wonderful wife, who I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to meet, and Shirley. Yeah. So again, there are there can be and is in many cases benefits that come from a cancer diagnosis, and we're all about inspiration on this show. And so with that, uh, this document helps to outline some things that potentially may empower one to be better as a result of having cancer. Why don't you go to our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration and download Better Because of Cancer. And answer this week's question as well. You heard our guest answer the question, what life lessons did you learn Mm -hmm. or what life lessons did you learn during or after a cancer journey? Answer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, you uh, shared from 1 Corinthians, you you, uh, put it in the uh, Percy McRae translation a few moments ago. Can we come back to 1 Corinthians 13? Absolutely. First Corinthians 13. And I want to say as a caveat, 
I want to be clear, I was not and am not suggesting that Jerry Rolls or anyone for that matter is a child, but using the reference of, of maturation, growth, yes. development, yes. and movement from one phase to another is really the point here. Yep. And so with that, verse 11, 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. What is true for many cancer patients is that they may have thought, acted, and spoken in a very different way prior to having cancer, but in many cases when they come through that process, there is a shift, a growth, a development, uh, uh, an aha moment that they experience that then becomes a new uh, reality that they've put, put into their life to put in action and utilize that to be, be able to go further and be better than they were prior to. And Jerry shared some of that with us. Today, I want everyone listening to this, don't think of cancer only as a disease that you have to fight, but remember potentially there are growths and maturation and maturity in certain areas that can take place that'll make you better and allow you to do differently than what you've done before prior to that. And that's a gift and a blessing from God. Well, you are a gift and blessing from God, Percy. Thank you for your investment of your life in this podcast and so much else that you do with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Now, there's something I'm supposed to do. I can't quite remember what it is. What what am I supposed to do now? Oh, remember, guys, at the end of the day, after it's all said and done, after we think differently and respond differently, we got work to do. So please go and remember, we've got work to do. So keep chopping the wood. Oh, that's what it was, of course. All right, all right. <laughs> Percy, thank you. And thank you for listening to Help, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.